Hello, welcome back, folks. Welcome to another episode of Ass Man's Fantasyland. Uh, we are on the eve of the NFL kickoff, and the hangover from the draft is finally over, and we finally, most importantly, have actual fantasy teams that we need to make start decisions on, that we need to potentially look to make trade offers on. And, you know, just the madness of the fantasy season has started. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to reiterate that if you are here for a high-quality informative and well-produced podcast you're in the wrong place in fact you're very very far from where you want to be but for those of you out there that are tuning in i appreciate it today's episode i'm going to be going to make public my my guys so these are the guys that i believe are just going to absolutely crush it all year Uh, some of them found their way on my team some of them did not but i need to put it out in the airwaves that these are the guys i believe in so when we Look at week 18 and say, oh, shit, those are actually the top three guys of fantasy. You're like, oh, maybe he knew what he was doing. Uh, we're also going to go over busts. There are some guys that I think will suck this year and some guys that I just think will be good, but just not return the draft cost that they had, that the teams had to pay to get that player. So busting a little bit that way. And finally, I'm going to give you my playoff predictions for our league based strictly off the team going into week one. Pretty straightforward there. All right. Now, without further ado, I'm going to get to my my guys. Uh, let's lead off with the guy who went first in our draft. Uh, he was drafted in the 10 hole, the eighth overall running back off the board is Detroit Lions running back DeAndre Swift. Mm-hmm. I just think the sky is the limit for this guy. The offense is better. I know the offense line just got a little banged up, but they got a great offensive line. They're probably going to be losing in games. Uh, he's going to be, he said himself, he wants to have a thousand rushing yards, a thousand receiving yards. Well, shit. So do I DeAndre Swift, but I actually think he's got a good chance to do it, or at least a much better chance than I do and the other guys. So I think the opportunity for him, especially to finish better than RB8, is massive, and I think he could be a top three guy by the, by the end of the year. Uh, another guy, I guess we'll just go chronologically uh, in the order of they were drafted for our league. No surprise he's my guy because I took him in the second round at 19 overall. It's Kyle Pitts. I think the best way to describe Pitts is he's he's the answer to the question – what if we were allowed to play Calvin Johnson at tight end? 6'6", runs a 4'4". He's got the longest wingspan of like any pass catcher in the last 15 years in the NFL. The man is a freak among freaks, and I just think he's going to blow fantasy football out of the water this year. I'm talking 80-plus receptions, 1,400 yards, double-digit touchdowns. Uh, there's no chance in hell that Kyle Pitts only scores one more NFL touchdown than me this year. Book it. He's going to be a league winner. Next, we got a pair of wide receivers. Uh, one, I had to take a chance. I hope he'd get back to me. He didn't. Is AJ Brown? I mean, this guy is—he is—he's an alpha. He's a true alpha receiver. I think going to a team where he's the clear number one, he's going to be uh, patching, catching passes from one of his best friends. Shit, they go to Disney together with their families. Like that's the type of connection you want on the field. And I think, you know, people are like, oh, Philly's a running offense, got a running QB. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to establish a bit more of the pass this year. They got one of the best offensive lines in football. Hurts is going to take that next next step. I wouldn't be a shock at all to see A.J. Brown in the top five receivers at the end of the year, and he was the 10th receiver taken uh, in this year. Now, a guy who was the receiver taken just before uh, – A.J. Brown and Arley is Cortland Sutton. Went shocked the world and went 25 overall to let the boy watch. Now, 
that's not necessarily a price I would like to pay for him, but he is one of my guys because I think he's going to be Russ's number one. I think he's going to be downfield threat, uh, scrambling, find a guy. It's going to be him. Uh, and uh, Yeah, I think if you're going to put money on one of those receivers, put money on a receiver who's actually had a good year before. So I think Sutton's going to be the guy over Judy. I would probably put Hamler to be the guy over Judy too, uh, but that's just me. Next, we've got two quarterbacks that I was targeting basically in all of my drafts, which is two of the drafts. So uh, one of them I got, one of them I didn't. But the first guy is Jalen Hurts. I just mentioned it with A.J. Brown. I think they're going to be passing more. He's going to be more accurate. He's already one of the best running quarterbacks in football behind one of the best offensive lines. Um, I mean, you look at his stats through his first like 19 or whatever starts compared to Josh Allen, they're exactly the same. I mean, almost exactly the same. And what happened when Josh Allen took that next step? He added a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Um, his coaching staff put more belief in him. His accuracy went up. Uh, and Jalen Hurst just added a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Coaching staff believes in him. I think they're going to really let it fly this year. And the other quarterback is the only quarterback I drafted in the 2021 draft. It's Trey Lance. I mean, if there's any coach and playmakers – that can make a quarterback who might not be that good at throwing the ball look good. It's Shanahan, Debo, Kittle, Ayuk, whatever. And I think a quarterback with his skill set and his talents in the Kyle Shanahan offense, it would not be a shock at all if he had 10 rushing touchdowns this year. And that alone is going to put him in QB1 category. So he was a steal. Um, he's a guy I'm kind of sad I don't have, but I got hurts. So it's going to hurt the rest of y'all. And then my final my guy, this is deep in the drafts. I ended up grabbing him, I think maybe with my last pick of both my leagues, but it's Rashad White. He's got an elite profile. He's got he's a guy that can handle the load. If anything happens to Fournette, he's going to be catching passes, running the ball, and he's got absolute league winner written all over him. So uh, folks that maybe want him, trust my opinion, you're going to have to pay uh, a king's ransom to get him off my team. All right, now the part that's never fun. Um but you got to talk about it. It's bust. It's guys that are just—they're not gonna—they're not gonna show up this year, not in the way you want them to. And unfortunately, I got to start with the former champs' uh, number one pick, Najee, the running back five off the board, uh, seventh overall. It just—it just feels like I don't know. There's gonna be a bit more competency at the level Ben was playing. So, like, he's not just going to dump everything off because any of those people is better than whatever the hell Ben was putting out there athletically. They can run a little bit. So he's not getting everything. I mean, he might still lead the league in touches, but I think their offensive line is shit. I mean, I think the Steelers are going to be, like, pretty shit this year. So uh, I just don't think he's going to give RB5 value. Maybe he's, like, 9-10 just because they give him the ball, you know, 300 times this year. But it just feels like a guy that's not going to give you the return on the value. Another guy that does not going to give you the return on value. And I feel like there's a trap. Uh, let's see what's going in his favor. He's got a top 10 quarterback. He's got vacated targets. He's got, uh, he's going into his third year. It was a first round pick. Got everything going in his favor. It's Mr. CD lamb. It feels like a trap. Uh, maybe it's because I had him last year also. And, like he was, you can never not start him, but he has a lot of those like three for 30 games and he kind of puts up stinkers. And I just kind of feel like he's going to, 
for where he was drafted, he was drafted as the wide receiver eight. Feels like that is the max possible outcome is that he is wide receiver eight. I think he's definitely probably more high-end wide receiver two this year. Uh, I wouldn't touch him, and I didn't touch him for a reason uh, at at that spot uh, because I just feel like it's a trap. Basically, Admiral Akbar is here. It's a trap. Uh, It's a guy. I could be wrong. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, but guy I wouldn't touch. Another guy, uh, God love him, Cam Akers coming off injury. (sighs) Man, coming back from Achilles that tough or that soon is tough. And I just don't believe that he's going to be a guy. He was drafted running back 16, uh, I believe, in the third round. And it just feels like that's going to be hard for him to reach, especially coming off, you know, what, still barely a year past that injury. I mean, that's going to take some time. McVay's not afraid to spread the ball out, share the load. Uh, If Daryl's healthy, there's no way. There is no way in hell Akers is going to finish RB16. Uh, so I think that's another guy I probably wouldn't want to touch with a 50-foot pole. And the the most guy I wouldn't touch this entire year. I've said that uh, if I were in the 20th round of a draft and Amari Cooper were on the board, I would draft true sample. Uh, and that is true. I, I, Brissett seems like a nice guy, uh, but I don't think he's going to give any sort of fantasy value to wide receivers. Uh, and at the tight time when Deshaun would come back, I mean, you're dead at that point. If you're waiting on Amari Cooper to save your season, you're already dead. Uh, so I would, that's a guy I think is going to put up nothing. And this isn't necessarily a bust or anything, but my, one of my maybe hotter takes on the year is that captain Kirk cousins is going to outscore Tom Brady this year. All right. Now we're getting to the, uh, really the main event where where we're going to make all our money. Hopefully I'm, I am at the end of the season. But based on the draft, these are the teams that I think are going to make the playoffs. Now, to give some context to all you people that are out there listening, and if you are not in this league and you're listening, seek help. Um, but we are a 12-team league, uh, half PPR. A couple years ago, we abandoned a kicker and added a second flex. So we start one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, one tight end, then two flex that can be running back, wide receiver, or tight end, and then a defense. And we've got, ah, what do we have? How many people do we have on a bench? Six or seven. It's a fairly deep league. I mean, we are picking up scraps at the end of the year. It's uh, it's kind of pathetic, but it, it's, it's a lot of fun. But that would just give some context on our teams uh, and how the rosters are built. All right, I digress. Here we go. Uh, we're getting into projections, and I'm going to give these just basically in order of when people draft it. So not a ranking then at all. Just like if you were first in the draft order, you're going to pop up first in this order. All right, here we go. Uh, the first team I think is going to make the playoffs is a team that I talked a lot of shit about in the draft episode, but is the Hogs. Um, it's not going to be because of the running backs, obviously, because – if, I mean, McCaffrey's healthy. He can carry the playoffs alone. Uh, but Damian Pierce and Rashad Penny, that's – that's. I mean, you're you're asking McCaffrey to carry a very large load that I would not put on those fragile, fragile bones. But I do think the, the wide receivers, the pass catchers are going to carry him there. Lamb, Brown, Gabe, A-Rob, uh, 
you know, or he might miss week one, but as long, at least until Hopkins is out, he should be decent. So, and then he's got, yeah, Pickens, Julio, some guys that might end up contributing. So I think the pass catchers figure out a way for him to make the playoffs. Next would be my week one opponent, airing out these nuts. Uh, King Henry, Tyree Kill, Leonard Fournette. I mean, those are those are guys you typically don't want to face. Um, he's also got Hunter Renfro, Judy, who could be a monster with Russell Wilson on Monday night. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of ways that team could beat you. Uh, and I think, you know, health is, is the key to every team. But that guy's – that team might be built for it tough if anyone can weather a storm. He's also got Dobbins, who's going to come on later. Sanders might have been the best value in the draft. James Robinson, they say he's healthy. Like he, he might be built to weather the storm. Let's see, coming up, the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, and also definitely won the award for – Best walk-up song um, with Sound of Silence. The Murray Maulers. They started with Eckler Chubb, Evans, Cooks, A.J. Dillon. And then in the six and seven, get a great value on a Lamar Bateman stack. So that team, that team's pretty good. A lot of guys that are consistent contributors. A lot of guys that can have, you know, 15 touchdown seasons. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Coming up next, we got yours truly, Ask Man United. Jefferson, Pitts, Higgins, Hollywood, DK, Hurts. <sighs> Hurts, baby, that's right. It's going to be crushing people. Uh, then the running back room, they're going to figure it out. Ramondre, Pollard, Carter, Mostert, Gainwell, Rashad White. Uh, drafted Jordan Mason, but dropped his ass to the curb. Uh, but, you know, the, it's a war of attrition at the end of the day, and there's going to be guys that are going, going down. So uh, some weeks it's going to be easier decisions than others, but – uh, again, that's the team that's pass catchers, and then Hurts can just win a week for someone. Uh, coming up next in the what have been the eight hole? Remember the tight ends: uh, Dalvin Cook, Javante, Keenan, Waddle, Waddle and Kittle. Though four and five, both of them a little banged up going into week one. So we'll see how that is. Patty Mahomes leading the line, and then. You know, a couple of rookies, Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, maybe Elijah Moore and Joe Flacco are studs. Maybe uh, maybe Joe Black Flacco don't got it anymore. And then the sixth and final playoff team, I think, is going to be reality football. I love the one-two punch of Kamara and Kelsey at the top. Zeke in the fourth round, that, that can turn out to be a decent pick because – I mean, who knows? He might be out there playing with a broken leg and Jerry's just throwing him out there and he's scoring, you know, 40 yards and two scores. Who knows? Like Amon Ra, uh, Chase Edmonds, Tony, Trey Lance in the ninth round. I mean, yeah, that's another team that I think is going to be competing all year. So that's the six. Um, the other the other people, who knows? I never – I don't think I've ever liked just Bulldogs team at any point in any season. And he figures it out was the number one seed uh, in our conference last year. A uh, couple other guys, you know, I, I think if anyone, if I had a seven seed, it would be the trigger happy bunny snatchers with Swift, Saquon, Pittman, Brees, Herbert, <laughs> but then Amari Cooper. Uh, so that's what I think is happening this year uh, in the playoffs. Obviously my team is going to be, absolutely dominating crushing so we'll see when we get there 
But those are the six that are making it. All right, and to wrap things up, I'm going to give my NFL Super Bowl prediction. Uh, I think the Cincinnati Bengals get over the hump, win the Super Bowl over the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, and Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts are the two leaders in MVP votes. I don't know who wins MVP this year. Um, but Bengals over the Eagles. And, and that ends this podcast. Uh, I need to get like a soundboard or some learn how to play some instruments because I, I don't want to use any music because I don't have the uh, liquidity right now to get sued. So just got to avoid that at all costs. So we're going to figure out how to up this production value at some point. Uh, I think we're going to be leading point scorer in my 10 man quite a bit. So uh, I'll get some money there. We can maybe buy the rides to, I don't know, like some cool horns, shit like that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Stay tuned. This has been episode two of Ass Man's Fantasyland.